As parents of autistic kids, their beautiful brains amaze us every day. But this show is about our mental wellness. Hi, I'm Shani. And I'm Autumn. Together, we tackle the hard truths about parenting autism and how sometimes it can feel like we're drowning. In a puddle of our own tears. (laughs) (laughs) We are here to let you know we see you. We hear you. And And you you can can thrive underwater. The Thrive Underwater podcast is not a replacement for therapy, diagnosis, or treatment. If you are having a mental health emergency, please contact 911 or go to your nearest emergency room. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out to a local provider in your area. Hey there, parents. Just wanted to let you know that we do use spicy language, so you might want to prepare ahead. Otherwise, enjoy the show. Welcome to our show. I'm not sure the potty mouth warning was powerful enough to cover this episode. (laughs) Listen, girl, we tried to tame it. We did. I mean, we were going to call it, what was it? The pluck it bucket? I think that was it. But it really, I, I... I don't know. It's just not the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are aware some people have sensitivities to certain profanities. Yeah. I was raised in a small Southern town. I get it. But here's the thing. We are going all in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mama and daddy, listen, just you might want to skip this episode because, yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to make it on the proud list. But I had this friend and her grandmother had this saying. She said, ass, damn, and hell are in the Bible and shit is something you do. (laughs) And that was her reasoning for cussing. And you know what? I like it. I'm going to keep it. That's funny. So basically, we are swearing the whole episode. So here we go. This episode dives into the bucket bucket idea. You know, this idea ties in with the spoon theory. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, The spoon theory was written by Christine. I am going to murder her last name. I'm so sorry, Christine. Christine Miserandino. Does that sound right? But um, she suffered from a chronic illness and she really wanted to explain this to her friend. So she came up with the spoon theory. Right. The idea is that you're only given a specific number of spoons in a day. So each spoon represents the cost of each task of your day. You can Google this. But the bottom line is we only have so much energy or spoons in a day to complete tasks, and we must decide where it will go. Some activities cost more spoons or energy. So if unexpected things come up and you don't have the energy or spoons to handle it, chuck it in the effort bucket. I'm going to be like an eight-year-old saying damn for the first time this whole episode. (laughs) But I love it. Uh, Seriously, uh, sometimes unexpected things come up and you must pull from spoons or energy you've allotted for something else. And that something else needs to scurry its happy little butt to the fuck it, fuck it. Um, And look, not all spoons are created equal. It is is all relative. Your spoons are not like other people's. Maybe your spoons are chock full of energy. Maybe not. Maybe your spoons are made out of titanium and another person's are made out of plastic. Yes. It's important to be compassionate with yourself so comparison doesn't gain ground. Yeah. Let's ditch the judgment. So, spoons. Yeah. Let's give an example. Say you have a spoon 
So energy, right? Set aside for doing the dishes and your child has a meltdown. Mm. We both know that meltdowns take a hell of a lot of spoons from everyone. But for us, the energy we have for doing dishes might be gone. Thus, chuck your plans for doing dishes in the bucket bucket. Yeah. So your child comes before pretty much anything else, even when your spoons are gone. And that's when you need a recharge. Yes. Recharging is so important. When you know you are getting down to your last spoon, your bucket bucket is full and it's only lunch. Yeah, I've been there, done that. And recharging should never, ever, 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 ever go in the effort bucket. So self-care is paramount. It can and has, for me, magically produced an extra spoon. Mm -hmm. But let's be clear, we are not necessarily talking about a hot bath or getting your nails done, all of which is fine if you have the time. But sometimes we are the parent on duty. So that could mean only five minutes. Uh, One thing I do is a lay down. I just lay down wherever I am (laughs) on the floor, on the couch. I just need to get horizontal for a minute or two. Uh, That's, you know, it's a great idea. And it's great that you know that about yourself, that that's what works. Uh, For me, I close my eyes and breathe and say a mantra. And generally it's fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. And I just said that a whole lot of times in a row. (laughs) So you've got five minutes. Your effort bucket is full. Your spoons are gone. It's lunchtime. What can you, our listener, do? Ah, we will tell you or just give you some ideas in our toolbox segment. So stick around. So there's also this idea of evaluating your fucks. (laughs) I swear I'm like an 18 year, an eight year old. There are your high impact fucks, such as your child harming themselves or others. And for me, that never goes into the bucket ever. Right, right. Also, everyone else's fucks are a bit different. (laughs) Okay, what is important to one parent and child may not be to another. Um, So this can depend on many factors, but only you know the spoons you have available and the priorities for your day. Yeah, it's true. So we will talk about our list, things we have personally chucked in the effort bucket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our list is long. So we decided to give five overarching concepts and then talk about them. Yeah, we could go on and on with this one. Right. <laughs> and this is not an everyday list. Sometimes your buckets will change too. Um, wait, I do give a shit about this. Yeah. You know, you sent me a TikTok of a woman talking about her fuck it bucket and her give a fuck change purse. And I loved it. Um, The purse that she had was a little change purse. The purse can only allow for so many fucks to give. So picking and choosing is important. And I thought that was a whole lot like the spoon theory. Right. And only got so many spoons. Right. And and it's evolving daily. So, you know, how much energy do you have? Are you... Um, are your give a fucks in the change purse really all that useful? Do they need a slam dunk into the fucking bucket? Uh, only you can decide these things. Yeah, it really is an individual journey. It really is. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. So let's give our fuck it bucket regulars a little attention. I think we should do it. Let's go. 
Hello, dear ladies. We are the Society Sisters, here to help you become a top-notch lady in society so you can marry a man of incredible means. Today, we'll be talking about precision of language for ladies of class and style. Oh, yes, dear sister. It seems the young ladies of today speak with such a soiled tongue. It is a shame. A lady should never speak profanities. So true, dear sister. Profanities make you seem like a dumb fuck. Uh, uh, I mean, an uneducated fool. Goodness, sister. It seems you need a refresher course on polite speech. What has gotten into you? You are conversing like a damned peasant. Stop the recording. Just stop, 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 stop. Damn it. Let's try again, sister. This will be harder than we thought. So, Shani, what is our fifth item that deserves a toss into the fuck it bucket? Because, you know, we love our countdowns. Yes, we do. Uh, number five is food. Dare you, Shani, talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm no, I know. I'm not saying all the time, and I'm not saying we shouldn't give it a whirl to try new things like food play. Um, but turn down the self-criticism and parent judgment a notch. Or 10, because I have dealt with this. My little man only eats about eight things. Um, fortunately, most of them are on the healthy side, but dang, I can't get that kid to eat a fruit or vegetable to save my life. And it used to cause me so much strife. And from time to time, it still does, but most of the time it just goes in the fuck it bucket first thing in the morning. Yes. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, it's a half a fuck for me. So my <laughs> typically developing kid has a discerning palate, a.k.a. picky. So we go to the Mickey Donald's way more than I'd like to admit. And my autistic son, uh, we do deal with food allergies and sensitivity. So I do have to give a shit about diet. So, you know, but preparation helps preserve my spoons around this yeah. topic. Yeah, the struggle is real. And my son has food allergies, too. And I do have a fairly strict routine around eating um, for him and for me. And most days I just don't have the spoons to worry about whether or not he'll taste a banana. Seriously, I, I'll offer it. I'll let him play with it. If he wants to smell it, fine. If you don't, fine. And if he goes, ew, fuck it. I'm just yeah, not worrying not about it. Don't even worry about it. Another um, area this shows up in is my food intake and how we get our food. We eat out way too much. Yeah, same here. I know. I know. I mean, ideally, we would eat out less due to cost. But you know what? Low spoons equals fuck it. <laughs> uh, meal planning is extremely complicated for my brain. Uh, I'm neurodivergent. We'll talk about that in another episode, and hopefully I won't have a vulnerability hangover the next day. But when I go in a grocery store, it really stresses me out. I almost panic. It's just a thing with me. But the what's for dinner question, and then mm -hmm. you have to make that dinner, and then you have to hope that dinner is healthy and cost effective. It's and a da, lot. Da, da. Yeah. 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 
And dinner comes at the end of the day when our spoons are likely goners. Yeah. So I often throw it in the bucket bucket. I just, I just don't have enough spoons to deal with it. I just don't. Me too. Okay. Number four is da, 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 screen time. Green time, social media at all. Fuck it. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) If you are worrying about how often you are on social media or about the perfect looking parent or that kid who is knocking it out of the park, chuck it in the fuck it bucket. It isn't worth it. You know, we're not saying fall into the TikTok hole. And by the way, Shani, you and my sister... Y'all pressured me into downloading that demon app. Thank you very much. Oh. But yeah, you did it. You know you did it. I'm innocent. (laughs) But we're not saying fall into the TikTok hole, of course. But what it does mean is lay off of yourself. Come on. Seriously. I mean, this is this is a real issue for all of us. Social media can be the black hole of death. But then Uh we beat ourselves up for falling in it. I mean, it, it just makes it worse. Yeah, uh, it does suck up our time, but it sucks up our confidence and attention. And to help yourself, trust me, I've done it. Throw it all in the bucket. I mean, that beating yourself stuff up only makes you sink further in the couch and to social media. It just it does. does. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say some people don't have a real problem with social media overuse. That's true. And there's ways of breaking out of it, but beating yourself up for it is not on that list. These apps were designed this way. Uh, you yeah. know, just recently it, it came out um, that, you know, social media, some social media companies like <laughs> their own research prove that they are designed to keep you addicted and on. Um, well, and when I say addicted, it just keeps you on the app using it and scrolling and scrolling and more and more. So, you know, sometimes just the knowledge of that can help you kind of break free from it. Yes. Not blame yourself so much. Yes. I I absolutely agree. And boy, wasn't that a interesting thing to find out about some of the social media apps that I'm not going to say out loud. Yeah. So definitely, definitely think about that and it will help you release that into the fuck it bucket. But then There's the stress about too much screen time for our child. Actually, both of us have gone to the experts about this. When we say experts, we mean the adult autistic community. They pretty much say, stop worrying about it. Yeah. And I was happy to hear it. It's worried the crap out of me for a long time, but my son communicates through the use of videos and photos and I'm just not going to take that away from him. It's his lifeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it also, um, some say, calms the nervous system. Yeah. It's a and, way to regulate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so I can tell he needs interaction with me. That's great. We hang out. We do our thing. When he needs time to decompress, go for it. I just don't have the mental resources to stress myself out all the time about this. And if it helps him and it doesn't hurt him, fuck it. That's right. So before we get to number three, hello again to our fine young ladies of impeccable character. Oh yes, welcome. Your refined manner will pay off with a wealthy husband. 
Indeed, sister. Today, let us banter on the quality of speech for a young debutante in a world of eligible bachelors. Your quality of speech will help you rise above all the other bitches. Good Lord, sister, control your tongue. I swear I have never before seen anyone as vulgar. For fuck's sake, get your shit together. Oh, dear sister. I wonder if we might have another go at this. It's all so exhausting. Yes, let us try again. We are only human and we really want our listeners not to be old damn spinters like us. Okay, number three. What other people think? Oh, fuck. (laughs) It's so funny because... You do not normally speak this way. I I am a little bit more on the potty mouth side, but this episode, man, it exaggerates it so bad. And it's, I'm telling you, it is cracking me up. But seriously, everybody has an opinion. Either it is a family member, the old geezer at the grocery store. Yeah. Everywhere I go, somebody makes some sort of comment or gives, you know, this one. The look. Mm. You can't. Okay, listeners, you can't see my eyes rolling, but I swear to goodness, it's happening. Uh, And I know that look, the one that says, control your child or what's wrong with him. Or Mm -hmm. on the other hand, oh, you're a helicopter parent. In the comments. Oh, so story time. So I had this old turd in Walmart (laughs) say to me (laughs) the most sideways, nasty thing to my kid. This has happened a bunch of time, but this particular one was pretty nasty. So my kid is very personable, so sweet. And he ran over to this lady and he said, what's your name? And she looked at him and said, you know, I used to work in an elementary school. And if you tried real hard, you could be a good little boy. Mm. And... It was really hard for me to toss that in the bucket bucket in my inner redneck. Wanted to come out and educate this woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I, I get that. Ugh. Uh, my, you know, my kid is very similar. Loves to say hi mm-hmm. to everyone. Uh, but with his communication issue, sometimes the hello is as far as people get, you know, as far as he gets with people. So we had a situation where he went up to a couple in a store and he said, hello. And they asked him a question and he didn't respond. They then looked at me and asked, is something wrong with him? Oh, my God, Shani. Oh, my God. So, but that's not the only place that we get this shit. I mean, it is everywhere. Yeah, those nasty looks and the comments are easy to recognize. But where I can get tripped up is the subtle art of parent shaming. Oh, yeah. And you and I are active in several groups from parents of special needs children to groups of special needs adults to research about, we do research for our kids about autism and it can get heavy. Mm -hmm. Now we aren't saying throw the baby out with the bathwater. Well, again, maybe some days you do, (laughs) but if you are running low on spoons or you have plans for your spoons, maybe don't take things quite so seriously from groups on the internet Again, not that they are not helpful. We are also doing something similar, but some of it may be triggering for you. And, and, you know, that's okay. Pay attention to what comes up for you. It's, if it's too much, what am I going to say? Bucket 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 time. time. (laughs) 
you know, or you can allow yourself some time to think about it later. It It's up to you what goes in your bucket. It's your bucket. Yeah. Uh, it's hard because on the one hand, we do need to know more about our kids. We need our community. We want to understand. Uh, but at the end of the day, we cannot always, always spend our spoons on this. Yeah, especially if we've had no downtime or some time for self-care. Mm-hmm. You know, Autumn, it really comes down to evaluating your spoons or energy situation. Yeah, agreed. So on to number two, house work. This is my one of my favorite ones. Uh, yeah, just fuck it all. Just fuck it in the bucket, all, all of it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I, I will never be Martha Stewart like ever. And I am not sorry. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I enjoy the house being clean. I like sure. how it feels. Yeah, I do, too. And, you know, sometimes I go all Tasmanian devil and I get it done. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, other times I just struggle to get off the couch. Right. Oh, Same. And- Listen, house cleaning can really be an issue for parents who deal with their own mental health challenges or ADHD. And by the way, we don't even need to pathologize this housework in the middle, in the midst of our crazy life. I mean, it's, it's just hard. Yeah. A messy house. It's a, it's a stranglehold for me and I also have a hard time cleaning it. So pretty much the only way I can deal with it is chuck it in the fuck it bucket um, because my kid's more important than the laundry getting done. Every day. Absolutely. Okay. Before we get to number one. (sighs) Welcome to all our refined young ladies. Yes, welcome. Today, ladies, let us speak of educated communication. Most of you have quite the distinguished private education. Your parents assured you a great match of a wealthy husband by refining you into a lovely and polite young lady. Yes, and do not fuck it up with that foul language. You did it again, dear sister. I most certainly did not. Let us listen to the playback. Yes, and do not fuck it up with that foul language. Well, shit. I give up. And number one on our list is our children's behavior. Okay, now, this does not mean ignore your child's needs. Of course not. And it doesn't mean you don't protect them in a dangerous situation. Basically, it means this. If your child is stimming, let them. Yeah. When I was working on this, I asked my husband for input. And here's what he said. Give up believing your sheetrock will be perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So listen, destruction of property is going to happen at our house. Um, Now you can choose to give your spoons to stressing out about it. uh, But, you know, I mean, for us, we chuck it. Yeah, I actually have some boundaries about the property damage issue, like my work machines. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of tech, but for everything else, like his books that he likes to shred or his T-shirts that he likes to chew on, I just don't care. Yeah. I mean, seriously. That's a that's a great redirect to shred something or, you know, like the giving them something that's not um, yeah. Important to you, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a yeah. gar- good workaround. Um, sure. 
So, you know, most of the time when my son is stimming, I just let him, right? He sometimes, he does use stims sometimes that involve another person. That's where we kind of have to, uh, you know, um, intervene. But if he's, if it's not hurting anybody, he's regulating himself by stimming. Yeah. And then there's another little kind of twist to this. Uh, My son's 11 and he likes things that are for three-year-olds and he likes things that are for 12-year-olds and he plays around with concepts of gender. And sometimes he likes to live in quote unquote opposite world. That's what he calls it, where sad is funny and up is down. And my, you know what? My house rule is this. Don't be an asshole to living things. Otherwise, you go for it, buddy. You do you. Agreed. Remember, behavior is communication, don't we? We hear that all the time. All the time. So even those meltdowns have a meaning. So throwing our emotional attachment to meltdowns into the bucket will make your life better immediately. Yeah, and that's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. We know that. You know that too, Shani. I know mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and it doesn't mean don't feel. That's not what we mean. Uh, my son gets emotionally dysregulated. And if I'm not paying attention, I get sucked into it right there with him. Yeah. Yeah. So if yeah. you've listened to past episodes, you know we are all about feeling our feelings and you can check those out. Uh, but if we find ourselves dysregulated along with our kids, rather than helping them through their meltdowns, we escalate it. Yeah. (laughs) And it takes a hell of a lot of spoons to regulate yourself. Yes, it does. Uh, but essentially, you know, it's essential to recharge the batteries. Um, and then, you know, guess what? New spoons magically appear. Yeah. We are not the goddesses of this people. Listen, we are right there with you. When I throw my own issues in the fuck it bucket while I'm helping my child regulate it, regulate, it diffuses the situation much more quickly. Yeah. But I still got my crap to deal with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have to emotionally regulate myself. So it's not easy. We get that. Yeah. Yeah. And then then go retrieve your fucks from the bucket and move through them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm curious how this works inside our brains, Shani. Are you ready? Yep. All right, let's do it. Dear sister, where on earth did you find this tea? I do believe the steam is turning into a floating boat. (laughs) (laughs) It was a special treat from the tea shop owner. (laughs) (gasps) Shani! I can see my thoughts in a bubble floating across the room. Can you see it? Yes, they are on my boot. Damn, sister. I do believe this tea has opened up our minds. I can see the answer to everything. So, Shani, why is it that this idea of the fuck it bucket or the spoons, why is this such a vital part of like our everyday lives as parents of autistic children? Well, because we already have so much to deal with, you know, so you have to think about what are your priorities? We cannot be everything to everyone at all times and, you know, meet everybody's needs at all times 
whatever they are and our own on top of it. Right. So we Mm -hmm. do have to prioritize. Otherwise what happens is physiologically our, we will give out. I mean, our body will say you've had enough. And that's where things like, um, you know, physical issues can come about. Uh, I mean, yes, mental health issues too, of course. Right. But like for some people, they stress can be a physical manifestation too. back problems, ulcer, stomach issues, uh, or GI, GI issues, um, are direct, can be directly related, related to stress, or I should say stress exacerbates, um, some issues that, that are there already. So, um, we want to think about it like this, like if you keep piling things on, right. And some things don't get resolved, right? It's like you have this long to-do list, but the things never get crossed off. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we're going to start to see every little thing as a huge thing, right? So like when um, our kid tracks their muddy shoes into the freshly washed floor, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, oh my God, if you're already super stressed and your spoons are gone, that might be you might overreact to something like that, right? Then mm-hmm. there's a whole cycle of like, you know, shame and, oh, why did I even do that? But there's a reason. There's a reason. If we, you know, if things pile on and we get to that place where we are, we don't have energy to see things clearly and we get shot back into our fight, flight, freeze because our nervous system can't handle it anymore. So our body is kind of thinking like, are we in danger? What's happening here? There is mm-hmm. so much going on in my life. And, and usually it doesn't feel good to us, right? No. So it's like what happens when your kid tracks the mud across that freshly cleaned floor. It's like as if he is like a tiger coming at you, right? Wow. We yeah. know. So when we're calm and relaxed, it's like we may not like it that he did that, but it's not the end of the world, right? Yeah. It's like. You deal with it kind of in a more calm way, more, you know, like, oh, well, you know, this happened or, you know, hey, buddy, please, you know, be aware or help me clean it. Right. We're going to we're going to use a more clear headed approach. But we are when we are out of spoons and our nervous system is is like fried. We we can't. We just can't even yeah. get there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And um, I I want to say something to you about people who keep eating the stress, even when their spoons are gone. And um, and I think it would be really interesting to look up the data about the uh, medical health issues of parents of autistic children or special needs children and compare that to parents who have typically developing children, Um, because I would think that we do have more of a physiological um, stress load. Yeah, we do have the stress load, but um, it presents in a more physiological medical way than with typical children. That would be my guess. So what you have, you have these parents, myself included, out of spoons, eating stress for dinner, And then you wake up the next morning and you like can barely get out of the bed with a headache. So what do you, what you're talking about is that nervous system is pretty much like, all right, I'm throwing it in the fuck it bucket if you don't. 
Yeah. It, it, so I don't know if that research has been done. My sense is it, it hasn't. Uh, we do know, though, that there has been research done on um, or at least and I don't know exactly the type of research. So we do have to take it with a grain of salt. I think that they're mostly questionnaires, uh, mm. you know, for the parent's subjective experience. But it does seem like parents of kids with disabilities definitely have a much higher um, stress level than than, you know, typical children and um, PTSD type symptoms as well. So, it, you know, it makes sense that the stress level is going to manifest mentally and physically. I mm -hmm. do know that that's why it's so important to take care of yourself and use those tools because it's also perception, right? It's also how we are perceiving our stress. Mm -hmm. If we're walking around saying, oh my God, this is going to kill me. My life is horrendous. Uh, that kind of plays upon itself, right? Now, I'm not saying, yeah. hey, I've been there too, where I say that to myself, right? Yeah. In moments yeah. of stress. And, and, and we have to, you know, maybe this will be for our tool section too, but it's kind of like, we have to be okay with that. Those thoughts are going to come up, kind of be in acceptance about it because that's mm. what our brain does in moments of stress. But then we have mm -hmm. to realize, oh, okay, I'm, I'm really stressed out right now. And then kind of finish the stress cycle so we can take care of ourselves. Well, speaking of taking care of ourselves, I think it's time that we move on to the toolbox section and see how we can best utilize this fuck it bucket. I got your tools for the toolbox. You need a wrench and you need a hammer and you need a screwdriver. Okay, so these are the tools. So isn't the fuck it bucket like the tool? <laughs> I mean, yeah, we could suggest getting an actual bucket, you know, decorated and everything. And then you can write out the fuckets, right? Maybe your local craft store have these little cute buckets. You can label it your bucket bucket or your pluck it bucket or your chuck it bucket. Get you some cute, a cute little notebook and actually write it down. Yeah. And tear and out put those it in little, the bucket. Exactly. So yeah. um, there is a reason why writing things down helps you. Um, so helps with stress, actually. So like when we're stressed and when we're, when our amygdala, right, the fear center, the emotion center of the brain is firing, uh, we don't have access to that higher thinking, learning brain. Writing helps us move into that, the frontal lobes, that area of the brain that is, that, you know, is required to make plans, to calm ourselves down, to think clearly. So just writing something can help do that. That's so interesting. Um, one of the things that helps me is humor. Mm -hmm. um, and so I sent you this a while back, and I don't know if it meant as much to you as it did to me. But on YouTube, uh, there's some people who have started these cussing or cursing meditations. Oh, yeah. They're hilarious. They're so funny. Yeah. Love but it. they tell you to breathe and then they're, you know, they're just spouting out all this, you know, <laughs> yeah. potty mouth. And I just, it cracks me up. It regulates my breath. It does everything in like a 10 minute meditation. Absolutely. Well, want. laughing is fantastic. And and look, <gasps> you is. know, 
let me just say something about like meditation, right? We all have this image or a lot of us have like an image of, you know, that you have to sit cross-legged on the floor or on a, on a, a, you know, pillow or meditation cushion or something like that. Yeah. Any, there can be moments of any part of your day or life that can be meditative, you know, like just walking outside, smelling the air, engaging your senses. That's Mm -hmm. meditative, right? Even making, making your cup of coffee in the morning, you can do that as a meditation. Yeah, absolutely. The taste, engaging your senses. Again, that's meditative, right? Basically, your meditation is really about paying attention to something on purpose for a certain amount Mm -hmm. of time, right? Mm -hmm. Quieting Mm -hmm. the mind while you're doing it, but you're really kind of engaging the mind. It's not like the mind is blank. That's right. Right? You can even do a, a, a walking meditation. So it doesn't even have to be still. That, yeah, I've done walking meditations when he, when Asher was a little a little tight. I did walking meditations a lot inside the house and I'd put him in the stroller and I would do walking meditations. And then there's the, I think it's like five things you see, four things you hear, three things you smell or feel, two things that you smell or feel. And then one thing you taste Mm -hmm. like if, if you're out of your, what we talked about last time, window of tolerance, just come back to that. Okay, right. What's so one, five things that I see? Wonderful grounding tool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's an extra. That's a little extra one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's a freebie bonus. All right. Are we, I think we're done. I'm so sad. This episode is almost over. This is one of my favorite ones. Hello to our lovely young ladies. I would love to review all the information we have given you today. However, My sister has fallen asleep, and I think, oh, I fall asleep too. Okay, so here's the bottom line. We all have a certain number of spoons or energy for the day. It's called spoon theory. And because of this, we cannot simply take on every physical, mental, or emotional task or battle in everyone's spoon's are not the same. That's right. We must become the masters of prioritizing. How do we do this? We take the things that hold little weight on our lives and chuck them in the effort bucket. Yes. And this is a personal thing, but Shani and I have five areas where we regularly use the fuck it bucket fillers. Oh, okay. Yes. Food, screen time, what people think, Housework and our kids' behavior all need to be considered for long-term housing in the fuck it bucket. Yeah. And then, Shadi, you talked about the brain. Can you give us a quick summation of that? Right. Well, basically, it's just this idea that if we let things pile up, our brain and body, you know, physiologically, we're going to go into areas of the brain that are telling us that we are in a threat situation. You know, we're going to feel alarmed more than we want to. We are going to overreact until we can kind of complete the stress cycle. And so um, some tools that we use for that is getting an actual physical bucket and a cute little notepad. If you like your cute little notepads and writing your worry on it or your fuck on it and tossing it into the bucket. Um, and like Shanice said, the writing part pops you into your prefrontal cor- cortex and can really help you to 
regulate. And the cussing, yeah, the cussing meditation uh, that can be found on YouTube, right? Can really give you a good laugh and help you you (laughs) quiet the mind. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And meditation doesn't have to be, you know, you're um, sitting on a cushion with your eyes closed and, you know, your hands all in a specific places. Meditation can be, I feel the water from the faucet on my hands and it feels nice when you're doing the dishes. That's right. Right. That using it as a grounding tool. Right. Okay. Well, all that cussing made me feel lighter. How about you? Oh, yeah, (laughs) we did it. So is that a wrap? That is a wrap. Okay. See you next time. See you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and tell your friends. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if all this is too much to remember because you're busy treading water, check out our website at www.thriveunderwater.com. We have links to our shows, social media, blogs, resources. You can sign up for our newsletter and support our podcast. Thanks again and keep on thriving. Keep on thriving.